Retropod is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. Are you looking to learn a thing or two about getting your finances in order, saving, and investing? Check out The Confident Wallet, a personal finance podcast series by T. Rowe Price and the Washington Post Brand Studio. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. In 1914, on a frosty starlit night on the Western Front during World War I, a battlefield miracle took place. There, in the quiet darkness of no man's land, the melodies of Christmas and peace rose seemingly from nowhere. First, O holy night, then God save the king. Some British soldiers peered over their trenches for what must have been the first time in weeks. They saw Christmas trees lit with candles on the parapets of the enemy's trenches. Then, a shout. You know shoot, we know shoot. And so, for a brief moment in a tragic war, the soldiers sent to fight each other decided themselves that they would become friends. It's since been remembered as the Christmas Truce. World War I started that summer, and soldiers and civilians throughout Europe believed the war would be over by Christmas. Instead, that December 25th of 1914 would be the first of four Christmases observed during the war. The fighting across muddy, barbed wire-lined trenches was brutal, as was the mental anguish for those who witnessed it. The war's legacy left a staggering death toll, with more than 25 million killed. According to Time magazine, Pope Benedict XV tried to organize an official truce for the holidays. He thought that a break in the fighting would allow European countries to negotiate a peace but no one was interested in his plan. No one, that is, except the soldiers themselves, who no longer glorified the war the way they once did. It all started when German soldiers placed Christmas trees from the German emperor outside their trenches in the days before the holiday. They sang Christmas songs like Silent Night. Then, Allied forces responded with their own Christmas carols. By Christmas Eve, some British officers adopted a policy called live and let live, meaning don't fire unless you're fired upon. Then, on Christmas Day, German soldiers climbed out of their trenches. They waved their arms so the British would see that they weren't carrying weapons. Then, the British emerged. They exchanged gifts. They talked about their families. They raced each other. They sang. Imagine that. Not everyone liked the idea of the Christmas truce. In many cases, the soldiers on both sides were defying their superiors. And truces were less common in French-controlled areas, since the French and the Germans were not on good terms. Still, letters from those who had witnessed the truce made their way back to families in Britain. 
Many of these missives can be found at the National World War I Museum and Memorial. A man only identified as Private Farnden of the Rifle Brigade told his parents that the platoon and German soldiers played a game of football or soccer in American terms. He said, a number of our fellows have got addresses from the Germans and are going to try and meet one another after the war. In another letter published in British newspapers, one soldier wrote, Really, you could hardly have thought that we were at war. Here we were, enemy talking to enemy. They, like ourselves, with mothers, with sweethearts, with wives waiting to welcome us home again. And to think, within a few hours, we shall be firing at each other again. These hopeful letters probably wouldn't have reached the recipients until New Year's Day, meaning by the time family members and loved ones read about the Christmas truce, the participants would be shooting at each other again. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. This story was adapted from an article by Washington Post writers Gillian Brockell and Michael Ruane. And for more forgotten stories from history, go to WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.